You're listening to An Open Dialogue. I am Violet Howe. And I am Todrick Candle. And this week, we're going to talk about the mob mentality of social media. Um, I think this is something that is uh, becoming more of a problem. Like, I think it's been a problem for a while, but I think it's becoming more of a problem where people use social media as a tool to, um, to attack as, yes. as a group, to attack others, sometimes with no evidence, sometimes with no, um, you know, no proof needed just, uh, just to act. And one of the things that kind of spurred this conversation, for those of you who are not in the publishing world, and probably for those of you who are, some of you who are in the publishing world but have had your head down working. Um, no, writing, kind of a doing big, that thing that writing, we're supposed to yes, do. <laughs> yes, There's been kind of a big scandal in the publishing world in the last few days where a debut author um, with her first novel out, a novel that has seen some good success and had some really good reviews and evidently is very well received. But she noticed that another very well-known author had a book of the same title and what she felt was a similar cover. And rather than her doing any type of research into this, she chose to go onto social media and basically call out the other author, um, which then led her followers to attack. Yes. So let's kind of let's kind of talk about that a little bit. I think I, we're going to choose to name the big author, um, yes. Nora Roberts. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard of Nora Roberts, a, a putting her name into Google would very easily show you that she's kind of a big deal. Yes. in the publishing world. She's kind of a big deal in the romance world. Um, and she's has been, around, been for decades and decades yeah, and decades. Yeah, I yes. think she's been writing for like 30 years. She has over 200 books out. Yes, yes. So I would say she's pretty well established. Yeah. I don't think she needs to borrow anyone's title to no. um, pump herself up or to, um, you know, well, put a shot of adrenaline into her sales. Exactly. And and the, the fact of the matter is that the, the title was not exactly the same and it was not an uncommon phrase. It's not like if somebody uses my name, my particular name, I'm going to wonder what the, I mean, I don't know why they would, you know, but, but if they did, I, I would have to say that can't be an accident because I have a very unique name. But this particular set of words is not is not unusual. I mean, it's, no, I think this particular set of words. I, I think I read somewhere that there's like sixty. I'm looking at some of them right in now. Some way, yes. Use that. You know, I, I have a close personal friend, an author friend, who released yes. a book last year who used those words in the title. Exactly, and, and I'm um, looking at it right now. I'm looking at all of the ones that, and plus, it's the second book in in the series. Right. And and it was. Um, also, it was it was it's been marketed for a very long time. So this is not this was not something that she just that she saw and said, "Oh, I think I'm going to capitalize on that." Well, I think there's there's several things to unpack with it. One being, as we just said, Nora Roberts is well established yeah, and has no need, need whatsoever to borrow from another author at all. <laughs> um, two, as we just said, you know, the, that title is very, very common words, mm-hmm. very common combination of words. Um, it also, because Nora is traditionally published and it is part of a series, that was part of a series that would have been pitched quite a while ago. Yeah. And that book would have been designed, title, cover art done, and, and submitted to her publisher quite a while back so that book was actually titled written and done before this debut author's book ever came out but 
-hmm. Anyway, the other thing is that probably the most important fact of all, titles can't be like titles no. can't be stolen. No. Titles are not, it's not something you can do a copyright for, for a title. It can't be stolen. It, you know, there are numerous people that have the same titles. I saw somebody yesterday shared that um, Stephen King, Nora Roberts, and Charlene Harris all use the word night shift mm -hmm. as a title. So, I mean, yes. this is something that happens all the time. So, and it's I, not the first time that this has happened. There was a huge, there was another big brouhaha that is, uh, I believe, still wrapped up in, in courts right now between another well-known, very well-known uh, fantasy author and, and yet another author where they are sharing, they, they share a similar series title, right. I believe. Right. Yeah. And again, yeah, that's that a name similar. that I think most people would know. Sherilyn, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but you did. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I think, I think there's just several things in that and we could get into the naivety of, mm -hmm. of a young author, a debut author. We could get into not having a lot of experience in the industry and maybe not knowing how things work with titles and traditional contracts and things like that. Um, and, and we definitely could get into the common decency of reaching out to someone one-on-one -on -one rather than airing your grievance on, on Facebook without ever trying to address it with someone. But I think the main thing we wanted to talk about today was like what results from things like this mm -hmm. is that mob mentality. As soon as this author put out her accusation that Nora Roberts had in some way stolen from her or copied her or tried to, as she put it, shamelessly profit off of her, then, then this author's followers began attacking Nora. Yes. And, and the thing is, I think we, we unfortunately live in this time, and it's not just in publishing, it's all yeah. across the board, mm -hmm. where social media, the anonymity of the keyboard, people just jump onto something and attack without getting all the facts, without finding out if there's any truth to even what they're being told, much less if, if it's a valid concern. And people get nasty. Yes. They get really nasty. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's really... Um, and I understand. I mean, I, I really, I can empathize. I have, um, you know, scrolled down Facebook and seen, especially if you see, uh, I follow a couple of TV news stations and somebody, they will, they will put out just a, a very basic factual story and the reactions there and then the reactions to the reactions and it just builds on it. And I understand there's part of me that's saying, what are you talking about? Hell no, you don't know what you're talking about. And, right. and I want to say, right. and then I stop myself and think, why am I doing this? Why am I wasting my energy, my time throwing, throwing something into the abyss that is going to possibly ignite more? And, and why? Why? You know, if, if I'm not educating somebody or, you know, and. Well, and I think, a, I, I don't know, I, I am fully admit that I am guilty of being a comment voyeur, you know, I'll read something <laughs> yes. and then I'll, you know, I'll be the, I'm the, the Michael Jackson meme with the popcorn, like yes. reading through the comments, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said that. I can't believe he just said that. Yes. But it's, um, it's really sad because I feel like we just attack each other because we don't know the other person. Yeah. And I say we, I don't, I don't comment. I'm a, I'm the voyeur in this situation. Yes. I don't get involved. Yes. No. But I'm still, I'm still enjoying an entertainment factor of it, which is still bad. But I think that it's, it's again that anonymity of the keyboard like I don't know this person this is not yeah. an actual human being to me it's just a face and a profile on social exactly. media so I can say whatever I yeah. want to them and about them and it's really um it's really sad and it's and it's really sad 
too, that people would not only be naive or ignorant of how that works, but that they would purposely use that as a tool or as exactly. a weapon. Yes, yes. And there, there does seem to be the pile on, as you said, the mob mentality, that the pile on it. One person says something and people get upset without they trust the person who has made the initial accusation, the initial statement, and, and they just jump on without saying, well, you know, mm, maybe we should check this. Maybe maybe somebody should. You know, Snopes is your best friend. That, that's right. really, you, you really right. need to be checking that. Um, and I, I, you know, but beyond I think, that. And you had said this when we were, when we were, when we were talking about this topic for mm -hmm. today, you had said that people want to get their opinion heard mm -hmm. so quickly. Like they want to yes. get their opinion out there and they don't take the time to check. Am I basing this opinion on fact? Am I basing this opinion on something that's valid? Exactly. Um, and it's something where I've, I've kind of learned, like if I'm scrolling through my feed and I see something and my initial reaction is outrage, let me go to Google mm -hmm. and let me look up and see yes. what's the real story. Yes. What actually happened here? Can I find this from several different sources? Like, is it, you know, rather than just reacting to what's going on, because it just, it, it feeds, it just becomes this, this frenzy, this, again, a mob, it becomes a mob attacking. No, it does. And, and we saw this, um, I think you and I have a, a particular vested interest in the publishing world aspect of it because it's, that's the, what we do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the new publishing world, I was actually explaining this to a, a young man who is writing his first couple books right now and is, um, you know, excited about launching into uh, this, this world and was asking me some questions about it. And, and I said, you know, we are in this new age of publishing, we are kind of a little microcosm. We, we have our own world. And, and I find myself not stepping outside that world sometimes, you know, for, for days on end where I'm only seeing things from authors and, and specific readers right. and bloggers right. and that Living kind of in thing. Our yes, exactly. Yeah. Because the majority of my social media does have to do with my work and, and secondarily my husband's ministry, but, but primarily my work. So I, I really get to see a, a specific subset of people. And so if you are in this world, this year was a particularly, um, I think, pivotal year. And I think we got to see what happens. Um, and I think if you're not involved in a situation, it's much easier to step back and say, okay, you over there, you're not wrong, but you just took that too far. You right. just you just ran right. with something and you threw oil on a fire. And you over there, you're still wrong, but you, you know let let's all just stop and and see where we stand. And you know that was earlier this year with the whole um, cocky gate uh, thing, which there was a lot of of he said she said actually it was all she said she said she said <laughs> right. um, and 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 there was a lot of reaction. From people whom I respect, but who who I, I you know, I, I wanted to say, oh, did did we really need to, you know? Um, did we need to go yeah, there? Yeah, did we need right. to go there? Especially if you are not the person who is directly impacted by it. Now, I understand sticking up for people. I am all in favor of coming to the aid of somebody who can't afford, who doesn't have the power, doesn't have the standing, um, to stick up for herself. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for that. But we can't let it become something that that becomes a cause celebre you know that that we then get other people so riled up about it that you know it can 
it can really it can really color us. It can become something that we we it's almost an obsession. And I, it was I think scary. it does. And, and I do think. Um, I mean, I think since the dawn of time, people have wanted to be involved in drama. Mm. You know, I mean, I think that that's true throughout history. I mean, we see people like to stir the pot. People like to be involved in drama. People like to feel like they're in the know of, you know, what was said and what was done. And I think um, social media kind of, you know, um, feeds that and, yes. and nourishes that. But um, I think one of the saddest things to me with the cocky gate thing and and just briefly for anybody that doesn't know what cocky gate was basically there was an author who tried to or who didn't try to she did so she basically trademarked a word that was you know in in common usage in the public domain and, right. and people were outraged yes. <laughs> for it and we won't get into all the reasons for that but i think i think one of the nastiest things that we saw out of that were people went on the attack yeah and Rather than just, I think one of the positive th things that came out of it were authors kind of banding together to stand against someone who was doing something that would affect our livelihood. Mm -hmm. But I think the negative thing that came out of that were people who were actually attacking. There were um, people who encouraged their readers to go on and give her books one-star reviews, or there were, you know, people that were attacking her personally or making fun of her personally. And I think it's I think that's one of the sad things about social media is that it can be an incredible tool to share information. It can be incredible tool to, to group people together or bond people together and let us share common interests. Mm -hmm. But it can also be an incredible tool to form a mob of people that can attack and do real damage. Yes. Well, anything can be used either way. Um, you know, anything can be used for both good and, and, and bad. And we, we definitely saw that. Um, I was just astounded from somebody who wasn't affected by it, didn't have, you know, didn't ha has never used that book in a, or that title in a book um, or that word in a title or anything. Um, but who would be affected if it became common practice to copyright right, or to right. trademark words? Possibly. Yes, yes definitely. Yes. Um, but but still, it was it was something I was like, wow, I can't believe this happened. But I was watching both sides and I was watching um, people just kind of whip the crowd up into a lather and and people you know devoting large chunks of time and energy to it and uh, you know maybe because it didn't directly affect me at the moment it was very easy for me to kind of step back and say whoa I don't I don't want to be a part of of that kind of of a thing but it was it was scary because people were people were really really getting nasty and and it it was a ripple effect you know it, it that it was the people who were directly affected and then their friends and then the friends of their friends and the followers of their friends. And it, it just became, it became very ugly for a, for a period of time this past spring. Well, and I think even with this Nora Roberts thing, like yeah. Nora said on her own blog, like she was attacked first on, on right. this author's pages mm -hmm. and then, you know, in public forums and then even on Nora's pages, right. you know, that they were coming and attacking her without knowing all the facts. Um, she was accused of plagiarism. She was accused of stealing. She was accused of trying to profit off of someone else. Which and, I would have um, just, if I had been her, I think but the first thing I would have done was laugh myself silly, you know. Well, and she <laughs> said she was going to let it go, except that it just kept getting yeah. more and more and more. So, exactly. and it, this doesn't just happen in the publishing world. No. We see like where, um, you know, someone, um, it, it usually I think it's a celebrity just because the number of followers they have, but where someone posts a picture, 
you know, of their baby in a car seat or someone post a picture of, you know, the, what they're feeding their baby or like, I know like um, Gwen Stefani was holding her child on her hip as she cooked and the internet just went nuts yeah. with people attacking her of what a horrible mother she was because she was holding her child on her hip as she cooked and what if something had happened and, um, you know, there's, there's others that they get, they, mom shaming, you know, yeah. is what that one's called or body shaming, you right. know, when people post a picture on the internet um there was a woman a year or so ago i don't know maybe two years ago now who was in a gym working out and she took a picture of a total stranger nude in in the in the dressing room as this woman had just gotten out of the shower and was like getting dressed and she took a picture and shared it on social media body shaming this woman and so i just i think that we just have this it's a problem. It's definitely yeah. a problem where we have just allowed social media to become, I can say anything I want. I can do anything I want. I can put anything out there um, because I have that, you know, some measure of anonymity. And, and yes, well, it's ridiculous. It's interesting. And I, and I didn't think about this till just now, but my son actually for his research paper for his final research paper for English this year, um, did a piece on social media, um, uh, its effects on children's brains and whatever. But in that, in his research with that, as I edited his paper, I was very interested to read that um, our brains are beginning to be programmed to react to um, things that are built into applications that, that give us a surge of uh, dopamine. Um, right. You know, like liking and and th right. there's things that, that, that are designed to bring us back. Did somebody like this story? Did somebody pay attention? And it is a matter of is anybody listening? Um, am I being heard? Am I being appreciated? Um, and I think, you know, I know when I was a couple of years ago just working nonstop around the clock and whatever, and I begin to think in terms of social media. Oh, this happened. How am I going to frame this picture? How, how am I going to say this? And, and you start writing the post in your head. I mean, that maybe this is just me. Um, but I, I thought to myself, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to live where my life is just a series of, of social media posts. You know, um, I, I am more than that. But that when, when it does become that idea of I am this is who I am, yes, you're going to be very, very um, uh, eager to protect that, that identity and, and your thoughts and your opinions and whatever, and it's going to happen through there. So I think this is a much larger issue than just, um, you know, one, one group of people attacking another. It, it's really something that is going, that is changing our culture. And Oh, I definitely you know, think so. Yeah. I, I look at... Um, you know, cyberbullying, oh. especially with, you know, teenagers and, and middle school and high school. And, and um, you know, there's been numerous studies and a couple of documentaries on the effects of this, this constant social media with teens in their formative years and, and seeing, you know, people tend to present their best self. Right on social media like I don't I don't put a picture of social media I don't put a picture on social media if I look like crap I choose the best one I choose the one that I want to represent me 
and I hate when somebody else tags me in one where I look like crap. So, you know, and, and I don't put on, like if my husband and I have been in, a, in an argument, I don't go on and go, okay, we had an argument. Like <laughs> I put on when he's been really sweet and he's done something sweet for me. And, um, you know, and I don't, I don't post a picture of my living room when it's a mess and I've been in my pajamas all day and I, you know, can't seem to get my laundry done. I post when we're on a cruise and we're laying on a beach. And so I think that people see that and they measure their life by what you're, you're, you're measuring your life by what someone else is choosing to show you of theirs. Yes. And I think that's very hard, especially for teenagers, because it makes it look like everyone else has more friends than I do. Everyone else has cooler clothes than I do. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is doing more social things than I am. And, um, unfortunately, again, with that mob mentality, you know, that can also be used as a weapon against teenagers if they decide you know all of us all of us went through middle school and all of us know that you know mean girls exist (laughs) thing and I'm using that as a stereotype but like now in this age of social media not only not only can they get to you in the cafeteria or on the the playground or whatever but they can also attack you after you get home you know they can it's a 24 hour a day attack now and it's something where you know it can be any number of people attacking you and I can't even I can't even comprehend that I I I remember at that age, just home was my haven. I didn't yes. even, I didn't even talk to anybody at home about what was going on in school because it was that was my safe place. I didn't have to bring that home, and I can't imagine what it's like, um, you know, to to to, to have to deal with to that. Yes, to not, not be able have to a place escape where you're it. Safe exactly, and you do want to be part of it because otherwise you feel like you you have severe FOMO. You're right. afraid you're going to miss out on something. Um, right. I. It's, it's really hard. Now, my kids have mostly, um, they've mostly backed away from social media with a few, you know, exceptions. My, you know, uh, but I know that even as we come up to the, the birth of my granddaughter next month, um, or this month, if my daughter gets her way, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but she's already said, you know, and, and she said all during the pregnancy, you know, I, she should give us information and she would have to add the caveat, this is not for social media. You know, this, this right, is, right. this is, and then she would say, okay, you can share it. You can share this information. But she has said to us that, you know, she doesn't want, none of us are going to the hospital to wait or whatever. And she said, I do not want it out on social media when I go into labor. If I tell you, I don't want it posted. And you know, I mean, her, her siblings and, and I were like, well, I wouldn't, you know, I, I mean, I'll probably tell a few key friends, but not like me, right? not, on, <laughs> not on, but I'm not going to announce it on, on Facebook. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, guess what? She's right, dilated right. this many. You know, right. She would exactly. hate that. That exactly. is, she's a private person and that would, that would um, impinge her privacy. But I, I've seen that in all my kids that they really are, they, they've, they've all had um, kind of a, a, not a good experience and they don't want that kind of life. My, my one daughter told me, you know, she's coming home for Christmas and she said, once I get home, I don't want my phone anymore because you don't, you'll have me there. You won't have to worry about what I'm doing or what's going on. And, and I said to her, but you know, maybe, but, but what if we're in a store and we get separated? What if that? And she finally said to me, mommy, how long did you live your life without cell phones? And you made out, I was like, yeah, maybe you have a point, (laughs) but, but it's, it's, it will be interesting to see if this, you know, this generation that is growing up with this constant attached yeah. to the hip technology, if they do kind of turn away from that it technology, will be. you know what it I mean? It will be. Or if, yeah, they um, find a better way. Because I think that this mob mentality almost originated with 
not maybe the, with this generation, but we definitely have seen it within the last 10 years within teenagers as they were, maybe the teenagers who are now 25 year olds or whatever, you know, we, we saw that. We saw cyberbullying to the point that, you know, extremely sad children were well, committing suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, especially um, with the, you know, the political, I know we don't talk politics right. on this podcast, but just to say with the political climate yeah. being what it has been, you know, that's been vicious among adults on social media yeah. um, to the point of it pretty much being cyberbullying. And we have mom shaming with the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I fully, fully support the Me Too movement and believe that voices should be heard. But I also believe that the minute someone is accused, should not be that suddenly there's that mob mentality of attacking on social media that there should be you know some kind of uh, time period where things can be investigated or the truth can come out and it not just automatically be an attack with any of it with mom shaming with body shaming with the politics with with um you know things like this with with followers loyal followers attacking um I don't know you know you see like somebody gets cast in a movie um I am a huge Outlander fan and when Sophie Skelton was cast as, as Brianna for the show, like people literally attacked this poor actress mm-hmm. on social media. They went after her and attacked her because they didn't feel she was right for this part. Now, this was before they'd ever seen her act mm-hmm. in the part, you know. Yes. Um, Sam Hewen, who is, is, you know, stars in Outlander and has been a very popular actor in that series. And there's fans of the show who have so brutally attacked anyone that he dates mm. because they want him to right. be with the show's female lead and they've so brutally attacked anyone that he dates that he's had to come online and say please this is someone I care about stop attacking her if you care about me stop attacking her you know we see that happen with other celebrities so yeah I don't know I think um I think I read something on you and I both um belong to a group on Facebook the HBIC nation and I read something on there today that I thought was really good that we should all strive to respond not react yes when we react it tends to be you know an emotional reaction that we just like fire off exactly whatever that makes us feel or whatever that makes us think in the moment and I think we have to do your research Mm -hmm. before you respond to something before you comment on something do your research is it valid is it true is it what's being presented to you or is there more facts to the story is there another side to the story so do a little bit of research before you comment before you share it before you kind of join into that mob mentality yeah there's you know you're you can express your opinion um one of my one of my friends uh posted i don't know whether this is kind of uh this week that a radio station in ohio i think has decided to stop playing the song baby it's cold outside Okay, because they believe that in this era of Me Too, you know, they 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 don't want to they believe that song presents a a message that is contrary, that is counter to that movement. Um, And one of my friends posted, you know what, I I like the song. I think that it's it's indicative. It wasn't written in 2018. You know, it was written uh, 50 years ago or, or thereabouts. I don't know the exact time. And, and she said, I, I don't have a problem with this. She didn't say, if you have a problem with it, you are, you know, right. <laughs> there's something wrong right. with you. She just shared her opinion and was sharing, you know. And I was I was stunned about how many people kind of, you know, jumped on and said Attacked. to her, yeah, and said, oh, right. I can't stand this. This is, this is, you know, if you, if you, don't, you know, listen to this song, this guy is pressuring her. It's, well, we all come from our own places. 
And, right. and you know, it, I, I think it's okay to express an opinion. If we don't express opinions, we're going to become a nation of, of uh, you know, automatons who, uh, you know, really, th there's not going to be any real interaction. There's nothing wrong with expressing an opinion, but it's when you feel so um, emotionally um, invested in that opinion that you can't see the other side that you have to really examine Well, I think it. you can express an opinion and at the same time respect yes. that someone else's opinion is Absolutely. different. And I think in all of this mom mentality on social media, that's what's lacking is respect. Yes. We're not respecting that Yes. The other person has just as much of a right to right. have their belief and their opinion as I have to have mine, exactly. even if they're polar opposites. Exactly. Even if we don't have anything yeah. um, in common or even if we believe complete opposites on the spectrum, they have the right to their belief. And, and I think that's that's what I see so often is just people attacking. Like, yeah. you know, there's something wrong with you. There's something deficient in you because you don't believe like I do. Yes. I am obviously right. <laughs> you are obviously wrong. And you're an ass to boot. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I just think that, um, I don't know. I, w I would just encourage everybody to do a little research before yes. you share something, before you comment on something. Yes. I would I would encourage you to use respect yes. in conveying your opinion. Respect you know, I, and respond. On, yes. I've been on threads where there is healthy debate and healthy dissent without disrespect. Yes. So it is yes. possible. It is. It is I, possible. Yeah, I will say I, I posted something um, last month that was uh, political in nature. And I've had people respond to that with just nastiness. And this did not. However, on this particular one, I, a man, uh, a fellow author who I respect, came on and he said to me, this, I don't agree with this. This is how I felt at this time, I felt similarly, but, but about an opposite person. However, neither of us felt threatened. We were able to have this debate, which, and, and we, and at the end of the post, guess what? We were still, we were still um, friendly, respectful people. And that was, that was really very um, encouraging to me because I'd begun to think that it was impossible. Um, yeah. So I, I love when I, when I see a thread where people are able to say, I disagree with you. Or this is how I feel about it right. without attacking the other person or without having the defensiveness of, of needing yeah. to be right. Yes. So. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely think you're right. So I think we would encourage all of you to research. Yes. We would encourage you to respond rather than react. Definitely. And we would encourage you to respect above all. Yes, definitely. So yeah. if you have thoughts on this topic, we would love to hear your thoughts respectfully, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you can disagree with us. We'll, we're fine with you disagreeing with us. We just ask that you do it respectfully. Absolutely. But um, you can reach out to us at an open dialogue one at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on social media, that Certainly. lovely thing that we've been discussing today. <laughs> so um, thank you for joining us. We're so glad that you were here. We'll see you next week. Actually, we won't see you next week. We'll be here next we'll week. We'll be here next week. And, and so should you be. Yes. yes. So should you be. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a wonderful Thanks. week. Bye, everyone. Bye.